stand with me this morning, church.
and empty praise and treasures of faith are never enough. And you came along, yes you did, Lord, and put me back together. And every desire is now satisfied. Yes, it is.
Where you lead, I will trust. 
morning. It's me, Pastor Tony from Life Spring Community Church. Welcome, everybody. Hey, it is so good to be back here. I got to turn my, uh, my thing on here. There we go. Oh, man, it is so good to be here. This is great. Some of you know me. Some of you remember me. Some of you don't. Some of you who don't, I hope that by the end of today, you're going to wish you did know me. Because some of you who do know me by the end of today are going to wish you don't. You're going to do a Peter out there under the umbrellas and like, man, I don't know him. That's what you're going to say after the service. 25 years ago, the people of CamCC set apart the most spiritual man among you, the most charismatic, the most evangelistic, and they sent him to Indonesia. Todd Ellison is doing a great job over there. And then afterwards, you looked around and said, you know, we ought to do something more closer to home. Let's plant a church in Moore Park. Who's not doing anything? So they sent my wife and I and about 20 other people to start a church in Moore Park called Life Spring Community Church in 1997. It's been 25 years now, and we have seen some 400 people make a decision to follow Jesus Christ with their lives. Amen. That is worth an applause. Well done, us, right? Well done, us. We did good. Today we're talking about the attitude that started Life Spring Community Church. You've probably never heard of Uttarakhand, India. It's, uh, uh, it made the news last year when an inland glacier separated and dropped this huge, massive ice sheet into the Dali Ganga River near the village of Rani. It initially it was created this spectacular photo op for some local hikers, and they took some cool pictures. Uh, but excitement, as it turned to beauty, suddenly turned to concern and then tragedy, as, as this, uh, this, the Indian government had actually, we're in the process of building a new road through this river valley, and they had set up a temporary camp to house the over 200 engineers and, and construction workers uh, who were doing the building of the road. And this, this at, at 1,600 hours on April 23rd, 2021, this glacier broke off and created an avalanche of snow and water and mud that within minutes had completely buried the camp and the surrounding village of Rene. Within minutes, 55 engineers and construction workers dug themselves out of the mud and began rescuing those that were still trapped in the debris field. As each person was rescued, he or she joined the forces, searching and rescuing for those who were still yet to be rescued. This process continued until everyone had been accounted for. Within 48 hours, they had rescued 384 people trapped in the mud. Their heroic efforts saved all but eight people. This story illustrates a core value of the Church of Jesus Christ for the last 2,000 years, and of CAMCC in particular. The Church of Jesus Christ is a group of rescued people working to rescue those yet to be rescued. 
Now, Pastor David is a phenomenal teacher. Kenny Kibble is a phenomenal teacher. You have the best teachers in Ventura County here in this church. Amen. Amen. I didn't come here today, and you know, I appreciate whoever said that, because those of you who don't remember me from 25 years ago, if you don't talk back to me, this is going to go on forever. I'll keep talking till I get an amen. So, so you're going to want to keep that in mind if you want to have lunch yet today. But you do, you have the best teachers in Ventura County. You don't need me to come here from Moore Park and teach you something new. But the one thing I am uniquely qualified to do after four decades of relationship with this church is I am here today to remind you who you are. To remind you who you are. What's at the core of this church? You are rescued people seeking to rescue those yet to be rescued. Can I get an amen on that one? Open your Bibles or devices this morning to 1 Peter chapter three. And I don't know if you do this here normally, but we do this at LifeSpring, and so PT's on the stage. So let's stand this morning for the reading of God's word. Can we do that today? We're gonna be reading 1 Peter 3.15 in the New International Version. I'm gonna put my eyes on, and we're gonna read it together. Is it gonna be up on the screen? There it is. Let's go ahead and read that together. But in your hearts, I can't hear you, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. This is the word of the Lord this morning, brothers and sisters. Can I get an amen? Amen. Let's pray this morning. Father, take your word which you have preserved for the last 2,000 years by the power of your Holy Spirit who is present in this room today and in the hearts of the people of God, I pray that you would work your transforming power, that we would see the application of this scripture today in this city, in our cities, in this generation. And God's people said, amen. Go ahead and have a seat this morning. Human beings naturally live a me-first lifestyle. Anybody got any two-year-olds at home? Yeah, we call them the terrible twos, right? Because they have, they have not yet learned to temper that me-first attitude. We expect it from two-year-olds. But guess what? Some of it makes its way into our adult years, amen? God calls us as the people of God to something better. He calls us to holiness. He calls us to righteousness. He calls us to selflessness. Not me first, but others first. And it starts with the most important other in the universe, and that's God. In your hearts, in your hearts, declare that Jesus is Lord. This world is broken. You know, sometimes it doesn't seem that way. We look around and everything looks kind of normal, but it is. It's broken. People want to see themselves as good people who sometimes make mistakes. We want to believe that as people, we can fix this world's problems. We can put the whole thing back together again. We can make it Eden one more time. Our hope is that humanity is becoming better, more kind, generous, and tolerant. And the conflict between peoples is a thing of the past. That's what we want to believe about ourselves. But that doesn't explain what's coming across our news feeds every day, does it? No. The last three years have exposed the reality that we are not the people we thought we were or want to be. 
Most of us, if you're honest, most of us thought that the world was past war between civilized people, didn't we? Not true. Not true. We are two-year-olds at heart. And human beings can't fix our brokenness. We need God to step in, and he did. He did. 2,000 years ago, he came to earth in the person of Jesus Christ to show us who we are, but more importantly, to show us who we can be, and then to save us so that we could be those people. In your hearts this morning, set apart Christ as Lord. In your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. There was a three-word three phrase they got the early Christians in, into a whole heap of trouble. They said, Jesus is Lord. And I know that in this room there are people who absolutely believe the truth of that statement. You absolutely believe that Jesus is Lord. But I also know that there may be a few people here this morning who are just curious what in the world would get all these crazy Christians out of bed so early on a Sunday morning. And so if you can say this phrase with integrity this morning, if you can say this because it's what you believe in your heart, I want you to say this three-word declaration, Jesus is Lord, with me. Say it with me. Jesus is Lord. Say it again. Jesus is Lord. Say it like you want all of Camarillo to hear this. Jesus is Lord. Oh, that's awesome, man. You guys are great. The Greek word translated Lord is kurios. Kurios. And it means master, owner, authority, captain, chief. It's the person in charge. It's the king with total authority. In the ancient Roman world, everyone knew this word. They used it every day. And no one would have applied it to a Nazarene carpenter for, from Galilee. That would be crazy. In the ancient Roman world, there was one person everyone called kurios. Everyone, they used another three-word phrase, here it is. Caesar is kurios. Caesar is Lord. Caesar is the king. He is the one who is in charge. He has all of the authority and all of the allegiance. But then this Jesus comes along and challenges that authority. Everyone in the Roman Empire declared Caesar is kurios. And then these crazy Christians come along and start saying, Jesus is kurios, because in their hearts, they had set apart Christ as Lord. Caesar is not kurios any longer. He has some authority, sure. He makes the laws, and we obey them until they come into conflict with the laws of Jesus. But from this moment on, in my life, Jesus is my kurios. Can I get him in? And that three-word phrase, Jesus is kurios, it carried a huge cost to those early Christians. It got them yelled at. It got them mocked. It got them fired from their jobs. Their businesses were taken away. They were beaten. They were run out of town, even killed. They were fed to lions. They were burnt as human torches, alive, because they would not back down. They would not give their allegiance to anyone else but Jesus Christ. Now here's what you need to know, CAMCC. 
to be a follower of Christ, to live and love like Jesus in this generation, to walk with God in this day and age, is to continue that ancient tradition of rejecting all other lordships other than the lordship of Christ Jesus. In your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. To be a people who stand firm and reject every authority that sets itself, uh, sets itself up against the authority of Christ. And listen, listen, my brothers and sisters, this isn't just an ancient history lesson. There are many things today that set themselves up over the authority of King Jesus. And you and I have to decide today Today we decide to stand firm and say that whatever is out there in this world, that is not my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Can I get an amen on that? Can we start with this one, church? Can we start with this one? Popular culture is not Lord. Amen. Amen. Just because everyone says it and everyone believes it and everyone's doing it and it's what you have to do to get along in popular society doesn't make it right. And there is a mighty river of culture that is taking you down that way and down that road. And you, children of God, declare, no, no, culture does not get to define right and wrong. Only Jesus does that. In your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. In your hearts and then in your life. We're not going along with the moral chaos, amen? We're not going along with the relativism. We're not going along with the popular culture. We don't think the popular culture has it together. It's not Lord. Jesus is Lord. We declare that Jesus is Lord. And that's going to label you as weird sometimes. That's going to label you one of those four-letter words in this generation. That's going to label you intolerant. And that's the worst thing someone can say about you today. But that's okay. Can we declare this morning that modern philosophies are not Lord There are a lot of modern ideologies. They come from the left. They come from the right. They come from celebrities in Hollywood. They come from our rock stars. They come from universities. They come from important people. But they're not Lord. They're not Lord. We can't go along with them because that's not your Lord. Whatever the ism is this world wants to offer you, it's not your Lord. Whoever the experts are, they're experts. You can trust them as experts, but they're not Lord. Jesus alone is Lord. Can we declare today that your finances are not Lord? Praise God in this stock market, right? That your finances are not Lord. Can we declare that today? Your family is not Lord. You love them. You take care of them. You you commit to them. You, You give them your life. You give your life for them, but they're not your Lord. Your boss is not your Lord, except maybe Kenny Kibble. I I don't know. Um, I think this is being recorded, right? I I don't want to make sure. I want to get in trouble or anything. But, But your boss is not your Lord. Your boss is not your Lord. Your emotions are not your Lord. Can I get an amen? Your emotions are not your Lord. Just because it feels right or feels good doesn't make it right. Listen, child of God. A sheep will follow their stomach right off a cliff. And so will you if you let it. Your emotions are not your Lord. 
And CAMCC, this is the most difficult declaration of all. Can we make this declaration this morning? Can you declare that you are not Lord? Can you declare that you are not Lord? See, that's what it means that in your heart you set apart Christ as Lord. It means that you are no longer Lord. You're not in charge. You don't make the rules. You don't set your agenda. Jesus does. Jesus is Lord. God says the first 10% of your income belongs to him. And some people don't like that. And you know what? They don't have to like that. Just like my kids when they were growing up, I said, you need to take the trash out. They said, I don't want to take the trash out. I said, you don't have to want to take the trash out. Now take the trash out, right? Uh, It's okay. Jesus is Lord, and he doesn't change his word because it's not okay with us. The Bible says don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as some are doing. Some don't like that. It's okay. You don't have to like that. But Jesus is Lord. God says to study, to show yourselves approved. Someone who who really understands this word and and can teach it and knows what it means. You don't have time for that? Okay, Jesus is still Lord. In your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Now hear me, church. What I've just talked about, all that stuff that's really hard for us to do sometimes, all of that is not where this story ends. It's not where following Jesus ends. It's where following Jesus starts. That's where following Jesus starts. Let me tell you where it ends. In your hearts, declare that Jesus is Lord, and in your words, declare that Jesus is Lord. Remember this, the church is only ever one generation from extinction. The next generation exists in the church only because Christ's followers in this generation proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to the people of our generation. Always be prepared. Not sometimes be prepared, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you, to give a reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Now, I don't have some five-step plan on the best way to share the gospel. All I have is this. In your words, declare that Jesus is Lord of your life. Somehow, some way, using words, tell people about your relationship with Jesus Christ and and what difference it's made in your life. And the only rule is this. Do it with gentleness and respect. And I'll tell you what, in this culture, in this world, if you do anything with gentleness and respect, you will get an audience because everybody else is doing it with screaming and yelling and being trolls and all this crazy stuff. Gentleness and respect. Tell me this, church. If in our hearts we have set apart Christ as Lord, why isn't this happening every single day? Here's what I think. We're too busy doing everything else. And I'll admit it. 
This is me, man. I am constantly running. I am analyzing everything I am doing to shave off a second. As I am shopping with my wife, Sylvia, uh, we come to the end of the aisle. And push I push the cart. That's my job. And I'm pushing the cart. We get to the end of the aisle, and I look to see who's in all of the checkout lines. So that when I snake to the back of the store and then I snake back to the front of the store, I look and see where they are and which line is moving fastest so that when we're finally ready, I know where to go. And some of you are hanging your head, shaking it, saying, oh, dude, this dude is sick. And some of you are saying, dude, this is sick. I'm writing this down. This is a great idea. You know who you are. This is who we are, man. This is who we are. I'm analyzing as I approach, approach a traffic light, right? I look at each of the cars in line with respect to their acceleration curves, their top speed, the age of the driver, if the driver's on the phone or wearing a hat. Right? To get in the right line. Who's with me? Anybody do that? Yeah, okay, there's a few of us here that are honest. I'll tell you how bad this gets. I am so busy, I'll even multitask in the bathroom. <laughs> come on, come on. You know what I'm talking about, right? You know who you are. I'm doing business while I'm doing business, all right? I'm just keeping it real here this morning, all right? Only talking to the real people. The rest of you can listen to Pastor Dave's live stream from last week. And I know I'm not alone in this. I know I'm not alone. Look at this. I found this in Time Magazine or Newsweek or something. This is a public restroom in China. Look at the symbols on the wall of this public restroom. There is an ATM machine. There is, there is a phone charging station. And there's Wi-Fi. So you can upload. Yep, while you download. Right there in the public restroom, all right? All right? Just, again, just keeping it real, all right? My wife's over there hiding her face, I'm sure. But... Right? And I know this. I know this. I know that the leaders in China were not sitting around a conference room table saying, hey, we need to build one of these restrooms because Pastor Tony might come here one day. No, 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 no. There are people just like me over there. And I think there's people just like me in here too. Right? Some of you are thinking, oh, man, when are we going to get those restrooms? And what's the point in all this time saving, right? What do I do with all the seconds that I save? Call my kids on the phone, hang out with my wife uh, or friends? No. I'll tell you what I do. I cram one more thing into my already full schedule. And it's not just about being rushed. It's about missing the real point. If Jesus is Lord, you are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Your job is not to make widgets or sell them. Your job is not to flip burgers or houses, right? Your job is to tell people what Jesus has done for you. And you run into people every single day that you could share with and would share with if you were prepared to do so. So here's my challenge today. Get prepared. Get prepared. Stand in front of a mirror and practice what you would say. But many of you say, PT, man, I just don't have time for those things. Why? Because you're chasing down your jobs, you're chasing down your family and your hobbies and your goals, important things, it seems. But what are you really chasing? I think we chase popularity, fame, retirement, 
a moment of peace in this crazy world. Entertainment, being liked, being safe, acceptance. Ask yourself, what is really at the end of the stick that I'm pursuing? And the problem for most people today in this culture is that you are chasing down a life that will still leave you empty when you get there. Amen. That is so true. I'm going to have to say that again, man, if I don't get another amen. You are chasing down a life that will still leave you empty when you get there. All right, I'll take that. (laughs) And some of you are thinking, oh, oh, dude, you don't understand, preacher boy. I've got a full-time job. I don't just preach. I just don't teach on Monday, on Sundays. I don't just work one day a week. I got a real job. I don't have time. I literally can't get it all done. I can't slow down. There are too many moving parts in my life. And I want to say to you this morning very respectfully that you have time for what you choose to have time for. You do. And if I can get up in your business just a little bit more this morning, uh, I, I want the solution is not more time. It's more of what matters most. And the reason most people don't have time for what matters most is that we are mindlessly spending our time on what doesn't matter. See, it's not about time. It's not about time management. It's about priorities. And I challenge you today to prioritize 1 Peter 3.15. You have time to do this, and I will prove it to you, but I warn you, it requires sacrifice. And sacrifice is this. It's saying no to something you want because there is something else in your life of greater value. Okay, so stick your feet out in front of you because I'm about to step on some toes one more time. I could take any number of illustrations this morning, but I'm choosing three that are common in our culture. The first is social media, the second is television, and the third is video games. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. You know who you are. More importantly, your wives know who you are, and we'll see the elbows flying, so it'll all be good. The average person spends 706 hours on social media in a year. 706 hours. But this is Cam CC, and I came from this place, and so I know that you guys are above average people. So I'm sure you're above average in that as well. Now, some of you have done the math already in your head, and you're thinking, wait a minute, 706 hours? Pastor Tony, that's only two hours a day. Come on, that's not so bad. Okay, let's do the math a different way. The average workday is eight hours. 706 hours is four and a half months of working at your job. A third of the year you spend on social media. You have time for what you choose to have time for. Now, TV is worse. Okay, the average person spends 2,700 hours binge-watching Red Zone or Grey's Anatomy or The Bachelor, depending on your state of mind. And just so you know, anything Star Wars is free. Uh, You know, it doesn't count. You can watch as much as you... Hey... I'm not without vices of my own, all right? Don't judge me. This is the way. (laughs) Now, I'm going to get personal as we talk about video games, okay? But I want you to know that I'm speaking as one addict to another, all right? Only my addiction is a few years old. I I grew up in the more classical era uh, of video games, and I'm talking the greats, man. Donkey Kong, Frogger, Pac-Man, Pong, you know, some of the young kids are thinking he's... Speaking Greek again, I don't know. Okay, here we go. 
The average male, by the time he's 21, spends 10,000 hours playing video games. 10,000 hours. What can you do with 10,000 hours? Well, I don't know. Here's a couple thoughts. One thing you can do at $15 an hour is make $150,000. Now, I don't know about you. This is Camarillo. You guys are pretty well off here. But I could use $150,000 in my checking account right now. That would be awesome. Another thing you can do if you're an average reader is you can read about 2,000 books. That's like all the great literature of the Western civilization. Another thing you can do is get your undergraduate and your graduate degree in 10,000 hours. You can become a concert musician. You can join the worship team here on the stage. You can get your pilot's license and fly me to all my speaking engagements, which is basically just Park. But you can, you can memorize the entire New Testament in 10,000 hours. Let's take it to relationships. You can possibly save your struggling marriage if you spend that much time on that relationship. You could probably have a relationship with your kids that was off the chain. You could probably have a significant life and eternity-altering relationship with every person in your neighborhood, at your gym, at your coffee shop. Hey, I bet even your relationship with God would be on steroids if you spent 10,000 hours with him. Now, I pick three. I picked three ways people spend their time. Don't imagine that because I didn't pick yours that you're off the hook. You can put away whatever powerfully alluring nonsense you are involved in and invest that time in something that really matters. Or you can mindlessly waste your life on things that don't. Now, I'm not saying get rid of your TV. I'm not saying don't get on social media. I'm not saying these things. I'm saying we live to excess in these areas. And some of that time could be spent doing things of eternal value. What if the greatest enemy of the life you really want is the life you're currently living? Okay, so Pastor Tony, what do I do? Hear me now. I don't know. I told you. Uh, I'm already told, I'm a fellow addict here, right? I struggle with this too. My drug of choice may not be social media or video games, but I can waste time like a pro. I don't know what you should do, but I know this. Jesus does. And you are here this morning on purpose to hear this message for your life. So don't ask me, ask him. He's the Savior, he is the Lord. And if you ask him, he will tell you. So let's go to prayer and let's ask him the changes that he wants to make to your life today. Father, we come to you in the name of our Kurios, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. And Lord, we know that there are things in our lives that are consuming the time, the energy, and the passion that you want us to devote to building your kingdom in these last days. And Lord, we want that too. We look around this world and we see that they are hopeless without you. 
They're hopeless without you. They are spending, they're on a, a fast track to hell if we don't get them out of the mud. God, I want the life that you created me for. If you're here today, you've never surrendered the leadership of your life to Jesus Christ, it starts there. Just say, Lord Jesus, I need you, I want you, I want you to be my Lord, I want what this guy's talking about. You say that and God will receive you right here, right now, forgive you of all your sins and get you on a track to heaven. And for those of us that are already call you Lord Jesus, help us to make that real in our experience. Help us to live like you are Lord. Help us in our hearts to set apart you as Lord and then to be prepared to give to every man an answer, a reason for the hope that we have. But Lord, let us do it with gentleness and respect. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Tony, for that awesome message. Just give him a hand. So Pastor David asked me, he's all, you know, Tony, is he, is he good at preaching? I'm all, well, I don't, I don't know. He used to be, you know, but I, hadn't heard, I haven't heard him preach in 20 years or so, but uh, he still got it apparently. So great. Uh, thank you. Um, if you prayed with Pastor Tony to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you came in here a non-Christian and just checking this out and you just prayed that prayer to receive Jesus, the Bible says you're a new creation, that God's changed you and he's come into your life. You may have some questions, um, and if you do, that's okay. We want to be here to help you uh, uh, in this process of coming to know God. And we have people at the counter on the left-hand side of the lobby on your way out ready to talk to you. If you don't have a Bible, we want to give you one. If you're joining us online, go to campcc.net, click Next Steps at the top of the page, and you can fill out a little form there. And one of our pastors will get back to you to help walk you through what it means to be a follower of Jesus. We're going to give back to the Lord. We're going to do this to honor Him with our uh, tithes and offerings, being faithful to what the Scriptures ask us to do. At the same time, um, putting God first in our life in all areas, like Tony was talking about, and putting Him first, including our finances. There's three ways to participate. You can give on the website. You can text an amount to 84321. And if you want to write a check, you can put it in the offering box in the lobby on the way out. Um, one, I have one announcement to make before we go to the video, and that... Um, you know, we know we're trying to reach a younger generation and we kind of do things a certain way here. And that's not everyone's cup of tea, right? We're all different. We all prefer our coffee different. Some like iced coffee, some like hot coffee. And we kind of serve up one thing when it comes to worship. When it's, and it's loud and we have the dark venue and that's not everyone's favorite. Um, but we know there's a lot of people who love KMCC. This is your church. So we've created an uh, alternative worship venue. We're calling it a video venue, and it's in the music room behind us, and we're opening it next week. It's uh, official launch date. The idea is that you could uh, worship in there at a lower volume with brighter lights, and at the end of the worship set, uh, we'd encourage you to come back in here and join us for the message. Um, you don't have to use that, but just wanted to make that available. If that's something that you want to give it a try, it's open to you. If you'd want to the idea of coming in embarrasses you or something, you're welcome to stay in there the whole time too, if that's your preference. So just want to let you know we're making that available starting next Sunday during both services. 
um, and we'll see how that goes. Hey, CamCC, I'm David Hurtado, your lead pastor here at CamCC. I'm so glad that you're here with us. And if you're here for your first, second, or even third time as a guest, we have some gifts for you as a thank you for hanging out with us. We'd love to be able to put a face with a name. So if you take your connection card and go to the welcome count in the lobby and present it to them, we can give you some gifts. And if you're watching online, you can go to camcc.net forward slash next steps and you can tell us about yourself as well. We also want to say if you're new to our church or new to church in general and you don't have a Bible, we'd love to give you one. Same thing, go to the welcome count in the lobby, let them know that you're new and you'd like a Bible and we'd get you one. I'm so excited about this fall. It's a great season to invite someone to church with you, co-workers, neighbors, friends, family. Check us out and check us out online and maybe one day they'll be willing to sit next to you in church as well. Now let's check out what's happening at Camp CC. On August 9th, you want to write this down, we're doing another worship night at 7 p.m. These are powerful nights, they're very engaging, the worship, you can feel it, it's awesome. People from other churches are now coming to our church to go part, be part of these worship nights. Don't miss it, write it down and be there and be ready to experience God on another level. August 9th, PJs and Popcorn Praise Party at 7 p.m. While you're worshiping at our worship night, your kids are invited to come in their PJs, Popcorn Praise Party, amazing time, birth through third grade. This is going to be an awesome night. So you want to be there, party with all you can eat, popcorn. Come on, how can you want to miss that? If you want more information on that, contact Elaine at camcc.net. Listen, August 19th, middle school all-nighter event starting at 7 p.m. You can register at the door. Make sure you think about who you can invite and bring along with you. We are so excited about this and our new middle school pastor, Jacob Solis. If you want more information, you can certainly contact him at jacob at camcc.net. Hey, September 4th, we're starting our growth group sign-ups. They're kicking off on September 18th in the week of get connected, get to know others, grow in your faith. It's just an eight-week commitment on your life. It's where we go family deep together. Really consider this season whether or not God's calling you to be in a group and maybe approach a new group for the first time. If you'd like more info on this, you can contact Jim Moyer at camcc.net. Hey, listen, and on the last note, I'm super excited about this. Uh, we are going to be sending out a letter, and it's really a letter from me to everyone in our church. It should be going out the first couple weeks of August. It'll reference something called the Welcome Project Initiative. It's a letter from me uh, stating how excited we are for the future of our church, where we might be going, and who might be coming because of what we do in this season. And I'm not allowed to say that much about it. In fact, I'm not supposed to spill the beans. So just expect a letter coming from me about the future of our church, uh, on what can be done if if God would give us favor, be expecting that at your door in your mailbox soon. To stay in the loop on everything that's going on at CamCC, please consider following us on Instagram, liking us on Facebook, and you can even subscribe to our YouTube channel. For more information on any of these events, please go to camcc.net. Thanks so much, Pastor Tony, for that awesome message. And something that I got out of it was that we're the rescued that need to go out and rescue people. But first, we need to have our priorities straight. So let's think about ways to make that happen. If it's your first, second, or third time here, we're so glad that you're here. Or if it's your millionth time and you haven't gone through the steps, we have some steps to welcome you into our church. You guys can go to the welcome lobby, or if you're online, go to camcc.net slash next steps. Also, as we're talking about priorities, that leads us into our next point, to invite someone with you to church next week. Whether that's your neighbor, your mailman, the person you see at the gym every day, your coworker, bring them with you. We're all part of this community and this church. And middle schoolers, this one's for you. Today is the last day to sign up for the Catalina trip. It's gonna be so much fun. So make sure to find your middle school pastor, Jacob, outside and sign up for that. And then thanks for being here, you guys. We'll see you all next week.